The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. This is Mr. 619, Rey Mysterio. And when I'm not doing lucha things like making lucha breakfast or drinking lucha Gatorade, I with my son, Dominic, winning the tag team championship with my son. And I'm listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Advertisement is brought to you by BlackPeopleMeet.com. Finding love these days can be difficult. A man like me has trouble at times trying to find a woman who fits my personality and my ambition. In all honesty, who could also understand my career choices. My line of work can be very intense, difficult to understand, people orientated, and in all honesty, I'm going to have to get my hands dirty. In fact, the criteria in which my career is uh, basically built up on also seems to be the criteria in which I look for in love. That's when I found blackpeoplemeet.com. Blackpeoplemeet.com. The romance site. For us butchers. Black butchers, that is. Blackpeoplemeet.com is the number one website for dating, finding love, for all black males, straight, gay, whatever preference that he or he may enjoy. And we look for those who would like some time with their local butcher. Are you looking for a man who knows how to hold a salami? Or that special someone who can give you that pimento loaf? Hell, we're not prejudiced here at blackpeoplemeet.com. We'll also serve anyone who wants that kielbasa. Blackpeoplemeet.com That's meat. M-E-A-T dot com It's for those butchers who are still searching for love and is looking for those two slices of bread that could go with his cold cuts. Take a listen of a few young butchers who found love on blackpeoplemeet.com Hey man, this is Tommy. So I was working out in this little Italian uh, deli down there in, uh, in the Lower East Side. You know, and I was out there serving up my provolone. No, every, real provolone. I'm not talking about, you know, something sexual, but at the same time, I could have been. In any case, I'm out there and I couldn't find anybody who's understanding me and my butcher ways. Although I carry a sharp knife, 
I'm tender when it comes to the heart. That's what a friend of mine put me on to. Blackpeoplemeet.com. I said, whoa, I've been on there before, bro. He said, no, 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 no. Meet. M-E-A-T. That meet. Oh, they got a website just for me. A butcher like me. On the website, as well as on the application, instead of swiping left or swiping right, you slice down or slice up. Just like a butcher would. And boy, I tell you, I found myself a plethora of women that own blackpeoplemeat.com. That's M-E-A-T, as in meat. As I said earlier, it's not only for straight butchers. We also have those who are looking for same-sex butchery. Girl, when I was working in the East Village, mm-hmm, I couldn't find anybody that wanted to sweep me their bratwurst. All my customers saw me and looked as sad and pitiful and said, Vincent, you need to find yourself a good man. I said, hell, it's kind of difficult to find someone who wants all this head cheese here. That was until somebody told me about blackpeoplemeat.com. Meat as in M-E-A-T, meat.com. Woo, I was able to swing my sausage whenever I wanted to until I found my one true love who was able to give me the full cleaver, if you know what I mean. Mm. Thank you, Black People Meat. Black People Meat is not only for us African Americans. It also helps our people of our Spanish and Latin descents. Take a listen. Dímelo, coño, papi. I was sitting there waiting for una mami to come my way, working over here in the Bronx. I couldn't find nobody, man. They're all scared. I carry around this big cuchillo. They sit there and go, hey, coño, ¿qué tú haces con ese cuchillo? Like, Oye, I work with carne, man. That's what I do. Mi prima, ella dice, oye. You're looking for a woman? Go on black people meet. Like, carajo, I'm not black. He says, see, tú eres black. Tú eres black. Tú moreno, sí. You look for a woman. Una, una, una esposa ahí. You look for a wife. But who wants to marry a butcher? You know what I'm saying? Who cares? Oye, coño, ese tigre, eso la vaina. But then I checked it and I said, whoa, ahí tiene gente. There's women there who are looking for the chorizo. No, not that kind of chorizo, you puercos. I'm talking about the real chorizo. They're looking for a man who could and could handle the meat. Although I haven't found my lady just yet. I know one day, coño, yo, I'm going to find that lady who wants this morcilla. Blackpeoplemeat.com Go to the website or download the app on your phone. Compatible with all Androids and iPhones. Blackpeoplemeat.com That's M-E-A-T dot com. The Butcher's Website, number one website for dating and romance. This advertisement was brought to you by Turnbuckle Tabloid. Ladies and gentlemen, the answer to your prayers is here. My name is Ariella Nix and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turnbuckle Tabloid, cutting a promo. So before I start, I have to say that um, I think a promo this week is about uh, AEW's revolution, the pay-per-view this past week. And um, a lot of you people on social media, you guys are, um, you guys, are, you, you guys I, each time I think that you're going to astound me and just, you know, take me to a point and just say, wow, you've said enough. You guys take it to another level. And I'm, so appreciative of that because I never I never could understand the level of beef blowing a lot of you AEW marks do it's just it's remarkable that 
you guys could could just consume. I thought the WWE marks were bad. Jesus. AEW marks are just oh, they're vile. It's it's, it's just it's vile. You guys took AEW Revolution as as though like if it was WrestleMania 3 or or if it was, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 2018 or some shit like that. I I'm I'm just I'm at a loss for words uh, of and 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 I'm not just saying just the aftermath. I'm talking about during Brother AJ and I were sitting here watching the pay-per-view. We were just, you know, looking at the comments that you guys were saying in social media. And I'm like, holy shit, are they watching the same fucking event? I mean, am I... Some of you guys are either watching them through goggles or rose-colored glasses. I don't know what the hell y'all guys were watching. Granted, it wasn't a bad event. It was good. Hell, I'll go as far as to say that it was really good. But Jesus, you guys made it seem as though like this was, like, I don't, I, I can't even like platoon or or the Godfather of of of, of wrestling events. Like you guys put it up there for Godfather Two as the, the greatest wrestling event ever, because apparently, all I heard was every match was great. Really. Let's pull back the layers on that, shall we? So, kicking it off with, which, by the way, I did. This was the beginning of of the AEW Revolution ass kissing, where I say, "Oh, this is gonna be a long fucking night." I said, "Yeah, this is gonna be a long night." When it, when it came to the fandom, you guys had no. No qualms of just getting your lips ready to kiss somebody's ass. It was remarkable how you guys, first of all, before I, before I even go and give you my thoughts about um, each match, um, I want to go through the times because far be it for me to say that you know they they really were conscious about time limits and restraints because you know it's a pay per view or whatever fine but you know some of these matches was like it was unnecessary I mean come on first off uh Hirsch versus Statlander nine fifty okay it's a little bit too long for me you could have shaved that down to maybe like six seven. Okay, wasn't wasn't necessary. Uh, hook and QT hit your mark five minutes. Beautiful. Put the kid over. That's what exactly what you want. House of Black versus um, Death Triangle. Seventeen twenty. I swear to you, I would have thought that she was twenty five minutes. It felt so fucking long. My word. Uh, next up, Jericho Kingston. Hit its mark, 1340. Beautiful. Great time. And as a matter of fact, it could have probably went another two minutes, three minutes longer, and they would have been fine. Jurassic Express 
Red Dragon, Young Bucks. 1855, almost 20 minutes. Why? It, it's basically you guys doing the same shit. Why? Wardlow, well, you know, the 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 face of the revolution uh, ladder match. 1720. Uh, okay, maybe. Jay Cargill, Ty Conti, uh, 650. Okay, you hit your mark there. CM Punk, MJF. 2545. That was probably five minutes, six minutes too long. There was a lot of time where the pacing was off here and there, but if you could have squoze it, if you could have squeezed the time a little bit, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have hurt it. Moxley and Danielson, 2150. Excuse me, 2135. No, that could have went 15 minutes. Easily. Wasn't necessary for 21 minutes. Uh, the trios match. 13-20. They all just wanted to get their shit in. That's all it was. Everybody just wanted to get their shit in. That's all that match really was. And then finally you had um, Hangman and Cole for 25-45. Once again. Too long. Could have shaved that another five minutes. Wasn't necessary. They did punch their ticket. They did. They did. I, if I'm not mistaken, they did get the show done before 12. Something like that, maybe. But it just it just drags. And it, there's no consideration to other people in other countries watching this shit. You're starting it at eight. Okay, so start it at seven. You got a big fan base in England. They could start watching it at 12. They're fine. They're okay with that. Start the pay-per-view at 7. You start... My word. I mean, (laughs) my word. Okay. So, uh, starting off the evening, we had the the buy-in. You have a revolution. You had car... uh, Excuse me. You had uh, uh, Layla Hurst versus Statlander. Yikes. Wow. What a fucking mess this match was. And you guys were, were hailing it as those like like fucking Bailey and Sasha Banks or some shit like that. That takeover shit. And by the way, how the fuck did Layla Hirsch get away with wearing the Russian colors on her fucking uh, 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 on her outfit? And no one said a word about that shit. Nothing. No one made a mention of it. No one. Well, that's her gimmick, bro. This is what we're doing now. We're just going to let her walk away wearing that shit. No one. Not a, not a blurb. Not a fucking mention on social media. Nothing. Nothing. All the fucking. The, the marks who went and chased after any fucking thing that Kane said. Anything that Nia Jax said. All that shit. Chick walked in the ring wearing a fucking Russian colors and on, on on her gimmick, and nobody said shit. Wow. Bravo, AEW fandom. Bravo. There were so many fucking botches in this match. I swear to you, everything each time it was just like oof, 
oof. Ooh. Then the spot to the outside, but she did the oof. And mind you, I like Layla. She's a cutie. She's my, kind of, my, my, my cup of tea. My kind of woman. But wow. Up and down that match was fucking trash. Ugh. Layla with the win there after she pulls out a fucking turnbuckle. And how did she even know it was there? Next up, we get Hook and QT Marshall. Hey, listen, quick match. Put the kid over. That's all. It, that's all. That's all that matters. That was it. That's all. It, that that was the usage for him. That's it. House of Black versus um, uh, Death Triangle with Eric Redbeard. Again, uh, started off this match. Started off like it was gonna be something, and it just felt long. It just like it was dragging. Like it, it was trying to get to the fucking to the finish line, knowing that um, they were the the last of the uh, buy-in. It was definitely just, you could tell, you saw it in them that they were petering off. And then, you know, there were spots, especially when um, uh, Penta and fucking Pac were isolated and you were leaving uh, Redbeard to do the heavy lifting. It just, it was just chugging, chugging along. It was just, ugh. Um, also black with the win here kicks off the, uh, revolution main event card where we get the first match of the night, the curtain jerker, we get Jericho and Kingston, which by the way, finally they did something right where they, they, they booked the first match that wasn't a young bucks match. Thank you. I was totally prepared to see the fucking the triple threat match. But they started off with, with Jericho and Kingston and ah, beautiful. No issues with this on at all. It's a great match. Um Jericho looked great. Kingston looked great. Uh the storytelling here made sense, although the lead up to it didn't. You know, the only saving grace were the promos. Uh, especially that Eddie was doing. I appreciated the fact when Eddie made uh, the statement where he says, I know kayfabe is dead, but we don't have to piss on his grave. I fucking love that shit. He's so fucking right. Uh, other than that, everything was, everything was, was, was spot on. The only problem I did have was kind of the, the submission finish. I know where he was going with it. Uh, I know it's a, it's a, it's a, um, is paying homage to one of his his uh, his wrestling uh, icons, uh, but other than that, the match was spectacular, and the finish was um, uh, the 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 end result where Jericho doesn't shake hands was epic storytelling. We then get the triple threat match for the AEW tag titles and. What's the Jay-Z song? Uh, what more can I say? It's the fucking same shit that fuck. It's a typical Young Bucks match. The only thing that I could say was that Luchasaurus looked better than usual. Other than that, what? I don't know. I don't know who, who or who, who came out looking better in this end. 
Except for the Bucks, because they always got to make the Bucks look good. Mind you, Matt, Matt Jackson says uh, the, the most toxic fans ever are wrestling fans. No shit, Sherlock. You helped to perpetuate that. You fan the flames of that shit. You fucking Omega, your boy fucking uh, melts over there. You all fucking fan the flames of that shit. Because he, uh, I mean, talk about the, the 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 anticipus of get your shit in. This is what the fuck it is. I'm over this. Young Bucks is the greatest tag team. I, I'm I'm over that shit. I'm done. You guys had your run in fucking 2018, 2019. I'm done with that shit. Jurassic gets the win here. Um, I guess I don't know who else, but the Young Bucks just try to make it look good. Really wasn't really could I could I, I I couldn't care less more for this shit. We didn't get the uh, face of the revolution match, Warlow, um, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, and uh, Ricky Socks with Christian. Typical ladder match. I like I said wasn't um, wasn't horrible. I thought it was actually a fun match to watch. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of weird when you see three big motherfuckers in a match that has to do with a ladder. Like you expect a lot of high, high flying going on, but I didn't, I didn't penalize them for that. I already knew that there was going to be those spots where you get the, the big dudes tossing the young, smaller guys around. And I was waiting for that javelin spot because I was calling it and Orange Cassidy got it. And apparently he fucked himself up doing that shit. But you know, this is what happens when. You know, you put the fan favorite in the match, and um, I mean, you could have given it to uh, you know someone else who could have made the latter spots fun, maybe like a Dante Martin or something like that. If you would have put them in a certain light, yeah, maybe. But as for the match itself. It did its job because the person you wanted to put over was Wardlow. But that last spot with, with fucking powerbombing Ricky Sparks or Ricky Starks onto the ladder. Oof. Oof. That looked bad. Knowing that that dude just had fucking neck issues recently. Why would you even put him through that spot? Why? That's, um... This is what I'm saying. They're not. It's not smart. This this company is not smart. We saw already the same shit that happened with uh, um, uh, uh, Lance Archer. Like we saw, he went out, then comes back, and he's in a fucking in a Texas death match or whatever, and he's going through going through tables. He just was out with the, with neck injury too, and now we're gonna do the same shit with Ricky Starks. Uh uh, I hope they finally gave these motherfuckers insurance. Honestly. Warlow with the win here. Well deserved. This kid is their future. Up and down. Straight up. He's got the look. He kind of, he kind of, if you look at him close, he kind of got like that Batista, that Batista kind of look. Um, But, you know, all we need now is just to see what the direction is going, and we see it later on during the during the night. Um, but yeah, he's 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 the next one to go out there. He you keep you keep um pushing him. Don't make him ride back. Don't make him Goldberg. Just make him work. 
and he'll be good. Next up, we get Jay Cargill versus Ty Conti for the TBS championship. And, uh, oof. Y'all keep, y'all really think that this, this woman is good, man. I'm telling you. Really, really good. Y'all really think she's really that good. And by the way, I've never seen so many virgins jerk off to a kiss that wasn't even a fucking kiss. She missed her whole mouth. Like, she kissed her above the lip and under the nose. And it was pointless. I want to know who who pulled their yam bag on this shit? Who pulled back the fucking the, the rattlesnake on this? We saw it and we were like, the fuck was that? I guess it's drawing reference to Mortal Kombat's Jade character. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Explain to me. Maybe. Like I mentioned in um, Chokeslam Report. She needs to work. She needs, Jade Cargill needs to work. She needs to work on, on selling. She needs to work on pacing. She needs to work on, um, selling, selling moves, putting the, you know, the selling the emotion on the face. You, you don't know what the fuck to make her. You don't know what to make her a face or a heel. You, you don't know what the fuck to do with her. She's a badass bitch, but yet you got her hugging her kid in the front row. You, you, you have no clue. And then with this, all you pretty much did, not to say that Ty Conti should have won, but you made her look like shit in this match too. It was bad. Jay Cargill with the win here, which is, uh, I guess, the way to go here. Next up, we get CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match and, and another mwah, French kiss. Automatic, automatic uh, uh, match of the year candidate. Great storytelling. It's funny because uh, I, I I was listening to Cornette uh, last night, and I finally got to hear his thoughts on this match, and he thought the same shit that I thought, which was, "Damn, that chain is fucking long." I, I I've I've seen dog collar matches before. That fucking chain was long. I I, I didn't think that it would work. Because there was so much there where they could get entangled. I saw maybe once or twice where they had entanglement spots where, you know, especially when he went outside the ropes and came back in. There was a time that I'm, I'm yelling at the TV. I was like, no, Max, you got to go under, over. It, it looked like that game that they're trying to sell you on social media where the wires can't cross over each other. You got to unloosen them and shit. So I'm over here like, Max, go under. Now, over. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but. This match had compelling storytelling written all over it. Um, the usage of the chain worked well here. I thought there would be more of the, the yanking and pulling on the neck thing. There were some spots where it was used, but other than that, it uh, wasn't really that much, which was fine. Both of them used the chain properly. I I just thought that like like Cornette has said, and when it happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Now you just really fucked this up. There was no need for the thumbtacks. It's once again, another bullshit 
out that you gave yourself. You didn't have to. It wasn't necessary. You already, the crowd was already into it. There was even more you could have used with the chain. There was so much more you could have done with the chain that the thumbtacks wasn't necessary. Somebody wanted to go through them shits. Wasn't necessary. But other than that, like I said, this is, this is a possible, possible match of the year candidate. Possible. Next we get Britt Baker versus, um, Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship. And I felt bad for them because after that match, we already knew that motherfuckers was going to go to the bathroom or go to concession. And the crowd was dead. Dead. And then not to say that they were doing anything huge, but both the women looked well. I, I think that no, Thunder Rosa outperformed her. Uh, she looked more cleaner. She looked more swift than Brit. And I think that Brit is actually losing a step or two these, you know, these past few months. Uh, when, when she's getting into the ring with somebody of a Thunder Rosa caliber, you could tell that she's getting outmatched and outworked. And you could see it in these matches. Uh, it, it's, it's more of her. She's more of a personality than she is a wrestler. And that's, there's nothing really wrong with that because it happens everywhere in wrestling. I mean, you know, not everybody's, you know, Bret Hart. You know, not every, not everybody is 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 Brian Danielson. Sometimes the personality is what is going to sell the belt and sell the um, the match. We saw that here, and um, yeah, like I said, I just felt bad for them because this this was one of those matches that we knew that. Uh, I mean, you could have actually put who you could have put here. Uh, yeah, you, you, it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's kind of tough. You actually could have prop. No, you wouldn't even have done that because people would have been, yeah, yeah, that would have been tough. You couldn't, you had to have the one that, 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 that spot. They were the one that, that, uh, reaped the, the misfortunes for that. Britt Baker pulls out the win here and, uh, the battle still goes on and Britt is still your champion. We again get John Moxley and Brian Brian Danielson in this match. Where once again, what did they do in this one, ladies and gentlemen? Say it with me: they bled. Yep, another match where they bleed. This is why a lot of times I sit here and I argue with people where I say this is nothing but an indie fed with fucking money. It's an indie federation with money because. All indie feds want to do, especially when it comes to that, you know, I wouldn't even say extreme or death match, but just intense wrestling, they want to bleed. We saw Punk bleed twice in a week. We've seen Moxley, Danielson bleed. Like, I get it. The whole premise was. Uh, I can't break bread with somebody until they bleed with me. One of you motherfuckers wasn't going to bleed tonight. You didn't have to. Wasn't necessary. You could have saved that shit for fucking dynamite. Which I'll explain why. Uh, of course, Brian looked like Brian. Fantastic. Guy knows how to still. Um, that's not going to stop. Moxley. For the Moxley match, you know, it got to what they wanted to. They got to their um, 
pseudo Japanese style, strong style shit, whatever. Doesn't work for everybody and doesn't work all the time. But, you know, they, they, they know the fan base. They know who they're, they're, they're wrestling for. So it worked for them here. Me, I, I wasn't a fan of it. This is probably, um, my disappointment of the night. I thought this match was going to be much better. At least, uh, when in hindsight, because you, you didn't really expect too much, but I did because I thought it would be much better. Uh, because you know what the payoff was going to be, uh, uh, eventually. We get, um, we get Moxie with a weird win that, um, that roll up pin, uh, not even roll up. It was like a, uh, belly to back, uh, suplex into a pain. I, I, I don't know. It was, I don't know. We get the, we get that in, but you know, they, they still wanted to fight it out. They still had, um, the testosterone flowing. It was a flowing and they were fighting. And then who comes up to the ring? We get William Regal, which <sighs> once again, I would have probably saved that for dynamite because then we could have had the same promo that he did on dynamite. You could have gave them a segment. You could have, after the, um, which is a quick teaser, uh, and I'll do it in um, around the square circle, but um, after the Jericho segment, you had a lull, and then you can have Moxley calling out uh, Danielson, and then they'll go at it. They'll both fucking cut each other up, and then finally Regal comes out, and Regal could cut his promo and get them to shake hands, and let's start working as a team. You already were doing, you were dropping bombs that day anyway. Why Regal wouldn't have wouldn't have fucking hurt. It would have been great. Nonetheless, after Regal slapped the shit out of uh Moxley and Danielson, they shake hands and um it's a weird pairing, right? It's, I don't know. I I it, I don't know. It's just a weird pairing. Like I said, Moxley with the win after weird um finish. Awkward finish, I should say. Awkward, awkward finish. Strange. Then we get the trios match, which is just let me get my shit in. Another one of these, let me get my shit in matches. Started off all over the fucking place. <sighs> Spanish fly onto the fucking stage through tables, through two tables. Why would you jeopardize yourself doing that shit? Once again, indie fed bullshit. Why would you jeopardize yourself to do that? Sammy, why would you do that? Isaiah, what? Well, I don't know why you would do that. You, you need anything to fucking uh, get yourself over. Shit. But really, even I wouldn't want to see you get hurt from doing that shit. That should look bad. Then let's go to the fucking, the real Peace de la resistance. Sting off the fucking walkway through a pillar of fucking tables. Why? Just because I can. I really thought that the first table that he hit flipped up and busted right in his face. But, but, if he would have fucking got hurt, and I'm saying if because you know, I know it's, you know everything is hindsight. He would have gotten hurt. No one would have given. No one would give AEW more shit 
like they would have get like they gave WWE for for Seth hit, giving him the buckle bomb. No one. Sixty three years old. Carajo, tú estás haciendo viejo. Like, what are you doing, old man? What the fuck are you doing? And for what? For what? Shout out to Matt Hardy for fucking up that finish too. I don't know whether he knew where he was at. I don't know whether he he was still in the picture. I, I, who the fuck knows what was going on? Darby with the with the coffin drop and Matt fucking rolled over and I guess Darby was supposed to have hit his head on his ribs or his back and fuck I don't know, but that that fucking finish was terrible. Uh, Darby, Sting, and Sammy with the win. And finally, we go to the main event for the AEW Championship. We have the two Adams, Paige and Cole, going at it. By this time, I'm fucking loopy. And I know everybody's like, well, you know, it's only 12 o'clock. Yeah, bro. You tend to forget that my fucking work schedule is different than everybody else. Especially when I don't get a little nappy nap. I'm that old. I need a fucking nap. My body got to get set for the next day. It wasn't WrestleMania. It's fucking revolution. Oh, I get it. We only do four pay-per-views a year, so we got to pack it up. Yeah, but you also can fucking hit time. Hit the time restraints. Shit. Match was entertaining for what I remember. That goes to show you really wasn't though. And you know, I know a lot of a lot of people are are saying that, you know, is well they're asking if Adam Page's title run is it is it a bust? Um I just think they gave him a raw deal and I think they just put him in matches right now that just granted I know you know, Omega, Danielson, Cole, they all seem like standout kind of matches, but it just all seemed as though like they're stale and it's not his fault. It just seems as though that I don't know, that 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 there was no big build except for the Omega one, which was the the the, the long storytelling. But other than that, it's just like I guess. Hangman retains for the AEW Championship, and that closes out the show. As I mentioned earlier, good show. Like I said, and 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 some parts, but very good show. Like I said, big Matt, a big fa- uh, uh, big uh, big fan of the Kingston and um, Jericho match, MJF Punk, um, Moxley and Danielson. Now, like I said, it could have been better. But I was okay with it. All in all, like I said, it, it was, it was, it was good. It was, and I, I, I can't shit on it. Well, I, I actually can. I actually did though. But still, it wasn't horrible. I, I've seen horrible. This wasn't horrible. Um, but once again, just to do the whole sandwich thing, you guys really, really, you guys, I'm talking about podcasters, vloggers. Social media influencers, you guys, are y'all trying to get a job with AEW? 
Because you kiss some really good fucking ass, man. Shit. I hope y'all got jobs and you kiss your boss's ass the same way. And they, they give you promotions the way you do because woof. Shit. When we come back, we're gonna have a conversation with a friend of our sh- friend of the show, our boy, our guy, that dude. Dominic De Niro stops in, ladies and gentlemen, and he has much to talk about. Uh upcoming and um what's been going on since he has been gone since the last we spoke. He's gotten clean shaven. The guy's got, he hasn't told him I wasn't a fan of the clean shaven look. I am I'm I'm a more of a Dominic De Niro with the gruffy face look. But much more with him and uh they'll go in there stick around see you guys in a sack on what's going on everybody tony g here better known to the world as josie's boy aka your girl's favorite artist and today i'm here to tell you about my company painting in blue painting in blue is a creative process established in 2017 and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods we coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life no matter how much running around you have to do you can still stand out and be fly we create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis so if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue. Hello, everybody. It's me, Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath. And I'm telling every one of you to get up, show me fight, and listen to Turnbuckle Tabloid before I claymore you in the face. Download, stream, and subscribe, and follow us on all social media outlets. Turnbuckle Tabloid, check it out. I'm liking right now, actually. You caught me right at the right time. Tony, you, you want me to call you back? We could I hope you're recording right now. Are uh, you sure? I could call you back. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm washing my hands. Uh, what's going on, bro? I don't know. I, like, I, 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 I missed you. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It is. It, it's been a while, man. Um... You went through a lot of changes. You, you removed facial hair and shit like that. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. happy with that. I'm not happy with that. Yeah, you know, I, it's like a love-hate thing between people. Everybody's like, oh, you know, I, I wish you still had the beard. I was like, I don't miss looking like a Billy Goat. So, I'm sorry. But what's the, what, 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 why was the transition? Why did we do that? I was just tired of maintaining it, man. You got to wash your beard all the time. And in the summertime, when it's humid, the last thing I want is that, like, Facial hair just like well, would itch my neck. It's too much. I thought it was that we were trying to go to prom- like go to promoters and make it look like no, we were young, younger than we were. You're going in. You're going in and out a little bit. 
Uh, no, that's probably because I'm I'm, I'm hiccuping. Um, <laughs> no, I thought it, I thought it was that we lost the facial the facial hair because we wanted to um, look younger. I was getting I look young anyway, so you know. <laughs> I don't I don't age that bad. I'm I'm pretty good with the age, and I can thank my parents for that. I got good genetics. You're like the DDP of um, independent wrestling now. You you got in the game yeah, late. Like you said you said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, like, get, you, you get you get it in and you get it out and uh, you, you've got it you've got it going on on that on that side. But still, it's um I don't know. I'm still struggling with that. I'm still struggling with the um the facial hair thing. You know what it is because I'm jealous of individuals who are able to grow facial hair because I grow facial hair like a 12 year old girl. So well, it, yeah, but I, I don't grow like your normal like my my stuff looks like it looks like like Taliban hair like you know like it's kind of horrible. <laughs> it's, it's not like that cool rugged look. Like I had to grow a lot of thin string hairs to freaking make it look full. And it took a really long time to get through the ugly phase of that shit. It was so bad. So bad. Like, I didn't leave the house for, like, almost a month and a half just to make sure it was, like, I was like, all right, I could be seen like this. But the other thing that helps you is the fact that you're a good-looking guy. So, you know, like me, I need more hair to cover uh, this this, um, Uncle Fester look going on. So Well, they got got those new wigs now that they, like, freaking thread onto your head with, like, some, like, glue adhesive. You fucking, you can look like this shit, man. Oh, no, no, listen, listen. The top of my head, I'm good with. Like, I've come to the realization that I should have shaved my head bald years ago. I was good with that. I was fine with that. I was kidding myself with the, you know, when you get the thinning hair look and you you give yourself Mm -hmm. this this, uh, half-ass fade bullshit. But yeah. when finally um, Oski tells me, he's like, yo, why don't you just go bald? Just do the Triple H shit. And I went, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure about it. He's like, nah, just go. One night on a drunk tip, I was like, fuck it. And I took the fucking the braid and I and it went mm-hmm. off. And I looked at myself. I said, what the fuck am I doing? I should have done this shit years ago. Oh, so so you, your eyes adjusted to it like right away because there's oh yeah. When I took my beard off, I was like, oh my god, I, I rediscovered I had somewhat of a double chin. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I gotta get liposuction now. Like, no, nah, but um, you can work on yeah, everything still, else, but you can't work out the double chin. Yeah, no, like I mean, you could. They got things that you could chew on, and if you eat hard food, like we're not, you know, we're not supposed to eat stuff. But if I'm, I'm like eating steak every day, I'm pretty sure it'll tie it up. <laughs> if you guys don't know, sitting here talking to my guy, my, my guy, I miss you, man. My guy Dominic De Niro stopping in. On? This, this, this is a man who, um, I, I see his progression. We, 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 we see him doing, um. Major moves, especially that these days, when uh, post pandemic, because I'm, I'm that's what I'm calling it right now. It's going to be post pandemic now, where people are starting to look at um, uh, uh, his ring work, his outside uh, uh, contributions to the business and such. And uh, not only that, uh, he's a good he's a good looking man, man. Shit, Pooting must be must be a good chase. Oh, 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 we locked down. I'm locked down, man. Wow, shit. Yeah, happily, happily locked down. Good for you. Shit, good for you. 
I'm over here still trying to figure out whether I should go left or right on a, on a nightly basis. At least somebody's looking out for you. Should hey man, just do a different direction each night, and <laughs> it'll stick one night. You know, there's only so many probabilities. I don't. I don't. I, I was just having a conversation with a friend of the show, uh, my boy Home Milk, and uh, he asked uh, about you know the regulars on the show, and I said I don't like to usually dip in the well to guys like like you because I I I, I Love to see your progress and your floor, uh, you know, and how you guys flourish. And um, it's a, it's a, it's an easy grab because you guys are so uh, really um, connected with the audience when we get on the show. And they always love when you guys get on. So I'd rather get you guys later on. But I also say that shit, you're, you're um, easily uh, relatable and connected with the, the the audience and fan base how is it that 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 transitions when you are in the ring when you go to a different promotions and such like do you have to click it on and off like i'm usually an asshole but i'm not but i'm, I'm <laughs> like how is it that you know where to go to different promotions and do this well at this point in my career it's like sort of like growing a growing bar phase so it, it, it varies everywhere I go, you know. Sometimes I turn it up more. Some places, they want me to lean towards, like, a more aggressive heel. Some places want me to be the, you know, the underdog. Whatever the case may be, you know, I just play my position, and I play it as best and effectively as I can. The one thing I have not heard is you cut a promo. Really? I've been posting them in the turnbuckle tabloid. Uh, no. I, no, I'm talking about ring-wise. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The the that that's easy. You could always cut yeah, and paste yeah, and copy. Yeah, because you could just video wise, you could do that. But I'm talking about ring wise, going to ring and you know, uh, be a heel and say your town s- smells like shit. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, funny story. Uh, yeah, that actually happened um, back in I think what was it, like mid 2021 when me and Gabe Sky were still tagging before he broke my face with a chair. Um, the, it the was well deserved, sir. Hey, man, listen, listen. I ain't hating on him because it's something I would have did, and a lot of who I used to be is starting to grow on that kid, and I kind of like it. So let's see where it takes him. But one day he's going to get that receipt. <laughs> but anyway, to carry on the story, what you know, the in the in ring commentator or whatever came in to interview us after post match, and I grabbed the mic and I just called out the champions. But I did it in a really heel but clever way. And, like, the fans were actually, like, digging us as, like, you know, some, like, badass dudes. And it actually weaseled us into the title picture. So, like, you know, if you give me the mic, I'll roll with the ball. But until then, you know, you're very, not too many places, you know, want to give the mic up because everything's on, like, a time restraint. You're very guinea. I swear. You're very. <laughs> you have, I, when we, we hear you, it's very guinea. Very. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that, uh, that might affect some people, but you know. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's Newark guinea. I don't know if it's um, a Bentonhurst. I don't know. It's very guinea. Do you use that as a, as a template for where your, your gimmick? Is going to be uh, uh, used in in uh, in wrestling and especially in different uh, territories that you work in. Well, you know, like again, like I said, this is like a growing stage for me. So, like sometimes I'll lean more into like you know who I used to be, and like I'll definitely accentuate the the accent and stuff like that. Sometimes I'll just take a more reserved and 
you won't really know that about me unless you had that conversation. And, oh, wow, you're from Brooklyn. You got a thick accent. You know, like just it, it, it depends. It depends on the town. So, so, so you are Italian, right? Yes, yes, I'm right. Italian Puerto Rican. So let me just let me. Uh, oh, Italian Puerto Rican, right? We this, yep. we established earlier, but so let let yes, let, I crawled out of a Puerto Rican. <laughs> so let's um let's let's do a a a, a questionnaire to see if uh, if there's certain things that you know and recognize. Okay, so right. what is a gumpaline? A gumpaline, Jesus Christ! I have no idea. It sounds oh. like something my grandmother would call something. <laughs> a goompaline, and I, I, I'm shocked that I would even know that you did. A goompaline is a type of hat that Italians wear. It's it looks like a um, uh, like one of those golfers kind of hats, like that. Uh, early okay, on. yeah. Oh, so all right, yeah, like the old, like, uh, like um, a kango, like a kango. Yeah, yeah, like the newsies used to wear. Like, all right, yeah. Uh, I, I never knew the name of that hat. Yeah, my grandfather was a goompaline. <laughs> Yeah, he did. God bless his soul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, um, since we were Puerto Rican and, and Italian, uh, better. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Call, like, listen, I, I'm I'm Puerto Rican, but I I'm terrible with the culture. So no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, let, 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 let's just see. Um, better, right, right. better, uh, better to eat at Thanksgiving: lasagna or um, patalong. So I'm you're gonna call me a fake Spanish person now because I've never had a patalone. I'll eat empanadas all day. My mother makes the meals. But I used to hate the way they smell when they cook in the leaf, when you're boiling them. And it, I used to have to run to the bathroom and just like throw up. I could never so like I never even gave it a shot, even as an adult. I should I should try them now. Next time you talk to me, I'll watch. I'll be a big fan of you. Yeah, I I I I I get that. I understand I, I get that. Uh as an Italian um, uh, who 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 wears the cross more, Puerto Ricans or Italians? Oh man, I think that's a tie. <laughs> I think that's a tie. Well, then you know what? You know what? I would say no, nah, because then the Puerto Ricans also wear rosemary leaves. But yeah, they wear the cross because we also have the pepper. <laughs> yeah, so you, you know we have like maybe seventy five percent cross and twenty five percent pepper. You know. I think they got more like ninety percent cross and then ten percent rosary beads, so maybe they win this one. Who, give it to the who, who hangs Jesus more in a house? Puerto Ricans oh, or Puerto Italians? Ricans, Puerto Ricans, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You got the altars, you know, you the past relatives and stuff like that, with the, with the meals there and stuff like the candles lit. <laughs> like they never left. So it, it's funny because um you know, like you said, Italian, Puerto Rican, and stuff, and um, it, it, it's a it's a culture that uh, both have embraced wrestling heavily. That it's uh, we get the uh, the Bruno San Martinos, and then you get the Pedro Malares, or you know that shit, right? Um, what do you think you draw your style more from the the Italian ways or the Puerto Rican or the Puerto Rican style of wrestling? I wouldn't say it more of a style of wrestling. I would say it more of like uh, an old school street upbringing of like just poverty, like like uh, immigrants from like, you know, back in the days that used to have to scrap. You know what I mean? Like it's like dock workers that would just fight, fight on the piers, like, you know, bare knuckle blowing and stuff like that. Mm. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I take too much from, from, you know, 
like the the vets like that. But um, yeah, I mean, say the question again. I said, what, what, what style do you take it from? You think that the more Italian uh, when you see Bruno and he was more like the I, most... I, I guess it's a little universal. So yeah, like it's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. I just got a little caught up with what I was saying. I forgot the question, but I was up with. So yeah, it's it's a little universal, man. It, it could take it could be taken from both, you know, channels from both. You know, where I'm from, it's very um, very cultural and stuff like that. So like even like even the Puerto Rican sound like the Italians where I come from. You know what I mean? Like it's all one. We're all we're just all one people. So it's you you you, you know Italian Puerto Rican. It's very uh very New York. It's very it's yeah. very it's very New York. Um, in case um. People don't don't know uh, if they haven't had a a chance to listen to us previously. Uh, Brooklyn, Queens, uh, where 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 we um, originally come from? Uh, I came from uh, South Brooklyn, New York, like Red Hook, Cow Gardens. Yes, that's right, my guy. Um. That is exact exactly where the, the melting pot would be of Puerto Rican eye time. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it would be at. People don't 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 get that. And then you you have to be tough as shit to to grow up and over on that end. I mean, it's definitely had it to you know taking its effect on me. So I could definitely uh, I could definitely give my uh, a salute to my upbringing to like you know my. Uh, my tough edge now, my grit. Yeah, but also the thing is, like, like, like for this. but you got in the game late, and it's like, why wrestling? Why? You, you, well, you know, I was escaping a, a more troubled life, so you know, <laughs> I went with the more, I went with the more innocent passion in my life that I should have did before film school, before my life really went down, and you know, I never looked back, and it's been, I think I made the right choice. You know, I met some really good people. I met my girl through wrestling. You know, uh, I don't regret a thing. That's a good thing, though. You just mentioned film school, right? I don't think we. Yeah. I don't think we really yeah. looked in. Uh, we had this conversation about because I'm a film guy as well. As well, I'm. I'm. That was my 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 passion. My dream was to get into that that area of um, of entertainment. But I always tell people I, I have a face for um for radio. Um, this is why I do what I do. <laughs> But um, what was it that what was your 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 leading to to get into that? What was it that you wanted to do beforehand? But when it came to wrestling, so I I, don't know, I was like uh, I was debating either or. One of my friends really wanted to go to film school. I mean, the show Entourage had just came out. We were big fans of that. We wanted to like move into like Hollywood and like writing scripts and just and just like fucking having like cool adventures. So I figured the fucking first step is film school. Uh, and right before that, I, I looked up the local wrestling schools in my area, and the one that's closest to me is Gleason's Gym, which is ran by Johnny Rods. I mean, the guy could talk. I, I think I talked to him for like three and a half hours. And I must have said like five or six words, but, you know, I let him talk because, you know, respect. <laughs> and I, I, almost, I almost bid on it, but... For the price I was going to pay for that, I could have got my. I, I felt like I could have got more out of film school. You could have got a fucking so, your, your sack card from all that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, film school ended up costing you know me and then my family a ton of money, but 
you know, with, with certain little scholarships and stuff like that, like it did even itself out. It's just going to school in the city every day to get it. Like lunch alone is like fucking twenty five dollars a day, you know. But what was it? What was it? You wanted to act? Uh, did you? Uh, did you want to be a writer? I, I, wanted, I wanted to write my own. You know, write my own films and stuff like that. So. But are you a writer? Is that what you do? You... I'm not. It's not one of my strong points. You know, I, I'm good. <laughs> right. Like very. I have ideas. I have a lot of when ideas. When it comes to dialogue. No, <laughs> when it comes to dialogue, it's just not my strong point. You know, so it's like <laughs> something that each with each year, I, I understand a little bit more. And I try to give a little bit more in like terms of trying to do exercises and stuff like that and trying to write things. But nothing that I'm proud of, or I think. So, you know, did you get the idea of like what's the difference between like a screenplay and a treatment and shit like that? Oh, yeah. Like, I could write, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, a treatment or an outline, I could write you that, like, a very elaborate one on my story. But when it comes time to break it down into a script, like, you know, uh, the dialogue and whatnot, like, that's where I start to get, like, lost and stuff like that. I, um, I, I guess I went to school for it and I, uh, I learned certain areas of doing it and i i i went back and i was like hey fuck that i'm not gonna do that shit <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't like this it's a lot it's a lot of, it's a, it's a like, lot of yeah. like, you know work yeah it is it's it's tons of work so what i do Your now gotta be like so what i do now is what? that i i um i um i trickle it down because now my daughter is uh <laughs> she's going to school for it so i'm like oh yeah so you're living through her All yeah right, cool. exactly as much as many times I, as I, I I want to banish and abolish parents who do that, but I, I get it though. <laughs> I, I get it. Um, Listen, you just be you know be flattered that she's into something at you know, uh, an age that you were into something. So, but the you know, crazy that's shit, a great thing. And the crazy shit is that I didn't enforce that to her. Like it was, yeah. it came naturally. But now that she's doing yeah. it naturally, I just I sit there and I go, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah Come talk to me. I, I I can help you out with some shit. I know some so, things. So what school is she going to? She's going to Frank Sinatra's high school, high school in um in Queens. Okay, and, they have like a film program there. Oh yeah, it's it's the I'm gonna say probably the second or third uh, best performance arts school in New York City. Cool, that's great. So I'm like, yay! It's, she's doing what I should have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to high school at in New York? Where you was at? I mean, on East Fourth, East Seventeenth Street. What the it fuck was, uh, was that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a school. It was a school. That's what it was. Uh, it was a fucking cash grab at the end of the day. Also, you know, they they were just there for the money. Like, like they catered to the international kids, but like they see you from New York, they're like, "Fuck this guy." Oh, but I was later on. But I'm talking about like your high school days. Where were, where were you at? Oh, oh, I went to I went to Severian High School at first, uh, freshman year and a little bit of sophomore year. Uh. But by the time Christmas rolled around, they had thrown me out because I just wasn't cooperating. <laughs> I remember I, the whole winter recess, and my father drove me to school in January, and then I broke the news after my friends got out the car because he used to drive my friends too. I was like, "Yeah, Dad, I don't go here no more." <laughs> wow! He and then I, he, and then I ended up going to a public school. Oh shit! You were, he, he was really on point, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was fucking pissed, man. But um, he, he, look, we, 
we can fast forward to, to knowing what's going on right now. You have now hit the indie scene, and the indie scene is really um really recognize who Dominic De Niro is. Um, what is it that you 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 actually implemented to 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 in, not enforce but um uh let you know promoters or 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 the 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 landscape know that. That I, I I I could put in this business. I could put in that work. What is it that you've been doing that has been putting people on on notice? Well, I've just actually been you know investing the, the time and work into it. I wasn't really like after the stuff with Gabe in August, my heart wasn't into it, man. Like that that kid was a real scumbag, you know. He fucking what he did, what he did, I mean, it's unacceptable. But you know, I kind of like took a back seat for a little bit and. Uh, couple things started getting canceled in, in uh, the fall. So I, I just figured I'll take some time off and I really wasn't doing anything besides like, you know, training and working out and keeping my body right. I got a job working for UPS for a little bit and nowhere uh, Ace, Ace wrestling hit me up and they gave me the opportunity to wrestle Darius Carter. And we had like a 25 minute match and it was, it was he, he put me. that guy is someone else, man. He deserves everything he gets in this business. But, you know, I did enough to impress them, and they brought me back. And then I just think things just started winding up. Like, March is my busiest month. I got, got like, eight bookings in March. And, you know, I've just been trying to stay consistent with myself and and reaching out and trying to fill late dates sooner, I guess. But also, uh, during the pandemic, you guys had uh, your little hideaway spot where you guys were running shows. In the forest, in the woods. Yeah, we were up in the woods, you know, wrestling the ticks, you know. But, uh, you know, that, that, that ran its course. And uh, eventually I started using that ring to rent. That ring rental for New York Comic Con this year for what for what not that. Oh, really? Yeah, like, yeah, like I, you're familiar with who they are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they rented our ring this year. And, um, uh, it was like a big display and they, they had their freaking stand in there and all their guests came. Well, people, one of the biggest attractions at Comic-Con this year. Yeah, but you know, but people don't understand that um, to have a ring is not fucking cheap. Like, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not cheap, but it's a lot of work, man. I had to manually drag that ring down by myself down to the U-Haul because it had rained a couple of days before and the access point I usually go up wouldn't take that truck. It would lose traction. I almost flipped the truck on another hill, but that's another story. So like, yo, it, it, a lot of work goes into that, that business. But it's an official thing that it's, it's, it's not like, um, some indie bullshit that it's the bars. It's the, um, the, 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 the plywood, the, the, uh, well, I it, use, I use two by eights. Right, so it's 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 official, like it's whatever, whatever you say, it, it it's work. Yeah, man. Um, has anybody ever complained using your ring when they had to take bumps on it? No, uh, the only complaints I got that it was it was too bouncy, but it's a, <laughs> you know, it's a wrestling ring. You want to fucking you don't want to kill these guys. So, like for a boxing event, I had to use like a car jack and a cinder block and just make sure there was like less give. So uh, you know, other than that. So no. what's what's the usage for it now? Are are we looking at um, possibly 
Dominic De Niro's own wrestling promotion? Well, it wouldn't be Dominic De Niro's. It would be a, a dear friend of mine's within False Finish Productions. I, uh, I'll i be taking the back seat on this one and just helping out wherever I can, but I'm going to focus more on the wrestling aspect. I feel like during COVID, I thought about everyone but myself. So I'm just trying to like get back into the groove of things and just like, you know, really make sure I'm good before I can extend my hand in the olive branch down below me to like pull people up. As selfish as it may sound, it's just, it's the truth. And everyone should do that. You know, focus on yourself. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. A wrestler who is focusing on other people rather than themselves. Yeah. Shocking. Call it selfless. Call it what you may be. But, well, Shocking, <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that it's it, it, it's just as um cutthroat as it could be in anywhere else, especially in in the podcast game and wrestling and such. It's like wow, a wrestler who does that. Um, what's the pros and cons of that? Well, the pros and cons are sometimes you know you could be giving your spot to somebody else without even knowing it, but. Yeah. If I was the only one fucking getting opportunities, this wouldn't be fun. I want us all to rise, you know. I want us all to be there. Have you ever felt that that um that that those repercussions that you actually did that, especially especially recently that uh you did that and you found out that uh fuck what the f- uh, why why did I even fucking well, help yeah. somebody out? Yeah, I went to go. I went to call call my boy down at VXS, and he fucking concertoed me. And then he jumped on that chair and he broke my orbital bone. But what the fuck was that about? I mean, I saw the shit go down and I'm like, look at this. I, I said, I, these guys are peoples. What the fuck was this? Was yeah. there um, um, underlining heat that we don't know about? How did that occur? Uh, listen, who, who's to really say what's going on in that kid's head, man? He's a, he's a grown boy. You know, there's, there's a lot of emotions running through him. Oh, but that was, a lot that of was even, Gabe is your guy. Like, how did this? How did yeah. this occur? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he thought that he was in my shadow and he had to step out. I don't, I don't know. know what the case is. You know, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think that's the case because I think that the world of him. You know, I just want to put him in the hospital real quick, and then when he gets out, <laughs> we can be boys again. <laughs> And you know, I just would for feel a the, couple of days, just for a couple of days. You know? I would feel the same way because if Oski would have um, outshot me in a certain area and didn't fucking uh, and, and didn't acknowledge where uh, where he came from and fucking, um, I, I I I wouldn't even know how to equate what um, Gabe did to you, but uh, what if Oski did it, unless he like he um, would have said that I was a, a a piece of shit or something like that. But I I would feel the same way. So what wh- what's the look? Oh, where 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 are we building this up? What what? How the fuck are we going to cash in on on you kicking his ass? Are we going to see? Are we going to see? Are we going to see on the block? What are we doing in that? Where nah, is this going to happen? Month. This isn't a money thing. This will happen when it happens. No time soon. You won't even be expecting it. You know. And let's might as well we might as well forget about it because it isn't going to happen anytime soon. But well, it happened when you least expected. I would have thought you threw hands with him. And, um, I don't know at a Seven Eleven or fucking Dunkin' Donuts or some shit. You find his out to get it popping. That's that's the e- that's the easy way. You know, you gotta let people stew in their own fucking 
your own shit. That's crazy. I, you know what? We gotta work on this because you know what? I, 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 I gotta get. I gotta get Gabe on here soon enough because we gotta talk about this shit because I gotta find out how the fuck he 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 did because we had the 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 whole commission where we had um Akira Kwan we had Tristan we had yeah him. yeah we I was talk. twisted that day and I, and what I was telling you that day when I was fucking half past drunk and I was telling you you know I'm just trying to fucking protect these kids yeah because you know, I I know how it is but you know what what he showed to me is that he's got the fucking edge. And he don't need nobody to watch his back. You know, well, I kind of like this game guy. You know, Russ, he started working on his abs a little bit more. He started. You didn't work on yeah. your abs that much. He probably didn't. He just probably <laughs> ate more Wendy's. He's an <laughs> asshole, and that's how he gets in. I'm over here killing myself for four of them. So how's the how's the title runner uh, working for you? I I'm watching on, on social media. You you've been sitting in. You've been you've been knocking out some 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 wins over there. How's that working for you? Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, man, they gave me the ball at, uh, they gave me the opportunity at, you know, to face Darius Carter back in, in January. And, uh, they added somebody else to the match, which didn't work in his favor because, you know, I outsmarted him. I didn't have to pin him that night. So I tapped out the other dude, this dude, Rob Vegas. And he was staring me right in the eyes, trying to crawl to the ring, but he couldn't make it there in time. And that was sort of beating he gave me two months prior. Is it he tried to fucking clown me in the ring. He tried to expose me because that guy is a ring general and he thought that I was coming to take his spot. He just didn't know how resilient I was. So come March, well, come February, was it February? No, yeah, come February, we had the rematch. Mm-hmm. And I sent you the match. I hope, I hope yeah, you watched yeah, it. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a solid match, man. We, we tell a great story, man. That's one of my favorite adversaries. I hope to do it again. But it, it, no. is it is it something to where you sit there and go when it, whatever wherever um promos promotions you whatever the case may be that you look at you look at it and go um why me why 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 am I why am I in this situation how the fuck did I get here I don't know man I have no idea maybe maybe there's just something about me I, you know I'm a respectable dude you know I come up. I'm professional. I just I want to show up to work. I don't work it around. Speaking of work, I can't keep a good man down. Speaking of work, you 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 you, you have an outside life out of this. So how did how how yeah. was? And a lot of people don't know, um, especially with the indie guys, that you have to balance both, um, right. your personal life and wrestling life. How does that manifest? Because with me. I have a um I have an obligation to 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 what I do with family wise but it's also thing to where I'll fucking call out just to go to a, uh, an event just to see you or anybody else if I could get there you know what I mean but how is it that you can balance both in your life so because you're the guy that has to be in the ring I'm just a, a fan who has to report on it. You have to perform on it. So how, how, how is it that you guys are able to balance that? Yeah, you know, everybody has their own routines and ways to do it. The ones who figure it out. And then you can tell the ones who don't balance it. You know, it's as clear as that. Well, you know, I just, I just started a new job detailing cars and working for an auto body shop. So my time is pretty consumed from like seven thirty to four thirty. but I'm right down the fucking block from the gym. And I never make an excuse not to go to the gym. That's like my, my therapy. Right. I find something to do. 
even if I'm hurting, you know, it just I just got to be there. Like, I can't do that home gym shit. Like, I tried it. I'll start smoking blunts and stuff and forget it. I'm all my methods. <laughs> in the gym, on my phone. Uh, so, like, for each, for each person, it's different, man. From for me, from you know, from I got, I'm, in, I'm in my routine. And, you know, try not to, to stray, stray away from it. From 8 to 4, I hit. I, I, I got to be at work. From uh, yeah. 7 to uh, 7, 8. 89 or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm, in a, I'm in a ring. I'm in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And now I, I moved upstate permanently now. So uh, it's quite difficult to get to the ring from up here. It's like two hours, but I still, you know, I'll still go like on Sundays. I'm actually going to go tomorrow because I'm off tomorrow. So I'll be in the ring tomorrow. I, I try to do at least two days a week. Yeah, it's it's all. Uh, you just got to make the time for it, man. Like, there's really no excuses if you really want this. You know, like I said, I just I drive two hours to get to that ring. Sometimes I get there in the ring in Queens, and the the ropes are loose, there's boards sticking out. Like nobody takes care of that shit. You know, it's like, but that's a passion of mine, so I'll fucking fix it because I want to train and I want to be safe. So, but what's the big discussion with you internally? Is it um, is it uh, I do this for fun, or I want this to be my life. Wrestling, Come on, man. you can't you you can't be putting your body out there and and taking away so much time from your loved ones if you wanted to do this as a fucking hobby. And if you do, if you did, you're a bum. You know, you, you want to be doing this because this is like a second business to you, or it's a passion where you want to make this a TV. Now you could be a successful person on the Indies and make a good living, and that could be, and you can still have a nine to five. And then on the weekends, you just build a, you built a whole other brand, you know, like, and, and live comfortably. Like people buy houses and cars all the time I see on, on social media. So it's it's attainable, you know, and I don't see myself making it to the WWE, but I wouldn't say that maybe Ring of Honor one day when they come back or impacts off the fucking table, or if I just become one of the hot things on the Indies where I could, you know, build a brand and make a comfortable living off merchandise sales and, and being thrown out to wrestling, you know, that would be a success to me. I would consider that making it. Yeah, you know, but it's, I fulfilled my, I fulfilled my prophecy. Yeah. I, I, but it's tough because like, um, you think about, you think about what, what you and how your, your startup and where, where it is, at this point, at this moment, right now, like I, I will put you, and I'm, 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 I'm hoping that for this year when they have like the top um, PWI or wrestling or whatever the fuck it is, top five hundred, that you're gonna be on that list and all that shit, right? Yeah, man, I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. That 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 took a lot, man. That's no, I, I, a hell of a compliment. Thank and you. It's, and it's well deserved, but I also look at it as though that uh, it, it's. Who and what will will crack that door open for you? But you know, a lot of people don't understand what was the reality of it. And like you say, you you put your your, your body online, and you you this is this is what it is. You know, you did that. Do you also come to the reality? Because I, I have to look at it myself too, where I say, um, as a podcaster, where I go, especially in the wrestling podcasting world, it's like. There's thousands of motherfuckers who do it. So I'm not yeah. going to be the, the, the top tier guy. Um, are you ready to to 
accept what the business is, is going to tell you or, or is no, like, fuck no, it, we're going to do it? No, no, fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> I took a regal plex last week and I couldn't raise my arm for three days. <laughs> and I still was doing shoulder workouts. You think I'm going to fucking give a shit what somebody's got to say? No, I'm going to get to where I want to get to. Uh, and there's, there's, there's weak people in this world. There's a weak society, as my friend would say. And there's certain people that that would rub the wrong way and it would, it would derail them from their fucking goals. But not me. Not me. I've already lost too much in life to turn back and all these big all this indie wrestling bullshit's a joke to me. Like all the nonsense behind the scenes, backstage and shit like that. And fucking promoters with their, their little power struggles. They sell a hundred tickets and then they think they're fucking crazy. I guess. It's, um, that's another, it's, it's, a, it's another conversation in which I don't want to go into right now. But, oh no, but we'll definitely. I got something off the record to tell you. Oh, but <laughs> I, I should have brought this up before we rolled it. <laughs> but that is that is definitely a conversation I would love to have later on. Not not now. I'm talking before uh, for another time when we when we speak about it because that that backstage, um, uh, talk and and, con- and, and yeah, it wouldn't be. I'm not talking about pulling back the curtain. No, 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 no. But there's something that's more a more listener friendly as a, the real shit, but. Um, it, but it's true because um, at the end of the day, no one realizes how much you guys do out there. Be a five minute match, be it a three minute squash, or a fucking thirty minute, sixty minute Broadway. And it, it is always one of those things that promoters are just looking at one thing and one thing only. It was like bringing that money. Uh, Identify with that audience, man. Engage, yeah. engage the audience. Yeah. It's not about not about getting next to the next. Oh, it's about getting to the next spot, but it's not about. It's just not about spots, you know. It's about telling the story in the ring. Like you just said, a three minute squash match. You could tell a lot of story in a three minute squash match. You could tell a more entertaining story in a three minute squash match than you could tell in the five minute match or the sixty minute match. Definitely, and vice for and, and vice versa. Definitely, you know, it's just it's how you approach the art of storytelling within the square circle. Before I swerve the conversation to something that uh, uh, is more geeky, um, have okay. you ever had to um, you ever uh, had to go to a territory or a promotion in which they promised you something and then changed it last minute, and you was like, "Fuck this"? I mean, I wouldn't say. I, I, even if I did said "fuck this," I probably went through with it. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, but was it worth? But was it worth it? It's the business. Uh, I wore a fucking singing scouter for two years. You tell me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. That that got me a, a lot of great opportunities in the long run. So, but I'm just saying. I play ball. You know whether I like to or not because that's the business, and you know you just gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. As long as I come to put on a dress or you know make a fool of myself to a certain extent, you know. They're paying me to fucking do what they need. <laughs> you 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 would you you would you, you would job out to bullshit if it was all right. I would not make it a job. It's a job, but I wouldn't make it a job. I would make it the most entertaining fucking thing ever. But yeah, but this is what I'm saying. A lot of people don't understand that. Let's say um, 
a guy like you who has to go down to um, bumfuck uh, South Carolina for a work, and then when you get I'll there, go there because they got cookout. You ever have cookout? Oh, that, man. I know. I get that. Like but, but your travel, your expense, whatever the case may be, and then they'll tell you to job out in five minutes for the pay to be shit. It's like last minute. What like you would be I've, frustrated? Well, I they yeah, promise well, you I've one never thing. Had the experience of being, yeah, that that okay. Well, that I've never had that experience as you know. I I've tra- I've traveled to North and South Carolina, Alabama, and every time I've gone. What was the part, far, What was the furthest place that you ever you've gone to for 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 a job? Like driving wise? Uh, anywhere, anywhere. What was the furthest place? I believe I probably like I don't know what's further if it's Alabama or if it's South Carolina, but. There, I mean, I think I wrestled in in Florida like a battle royal my first year, but I don't really count that. Mm. Um, I got plans on getting over, getting over to the West Coast towards the summer. I'm already like mapping out my availability, right? With work and other bookings that I have to make for my uh, obligations and stuff like that. Yeah, so I got a couple places in mind. You know, I don't want to like prematurely say them and jinx it, but I think this year I could. I have enough places to work comfortably where I could take some time and invest in myself, even if I have to fly myself out mm. and, you know, get to some new places and then, you know, and network. That was a good thing you just mentioned right now. And I got to think about it. When do you give up work f- professionally or, um, as a, um, responsible individual, like people will say, I have no idea. When you, right? like, what, do you mean, what do you mean? Like give up your job like permanently? Yeah, that, yo. Oh, I have no idea. Like yo, I, I, I don't, feel... I don't have that that level of security in this place. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I would have no fucking idea. Yo, don't you admire people who could just say fuck it? I'm just gonna throw it out to the wind and I'm gonna just take these bookings for nothing. Uh, you know, listen, there's a time and a place. If you're trying to build your stock and your work, then you need the footage to, like, get out to other good places. You know, you have to you have to go places and, and earn your spot all over again every time it's in the territory, you know? I am, um, and, I, I, you know, I know a lot of people who said, you know, people have told me numerous times, they're like, yo, you can make your podcasting as a career. And I'm like, bro, I got Bills the fucking pay. Like, <laughs> right? I, I can't just kids. walk away. Go to film school, bro. Yeah. Go to film school. <laughs> film. Just no joke, bro. I mean, honestly, like it's easy for me if I was 19, 20, 23 years old. I'd be like, hey, fuck it. Mom is going to sit there and look out for me. What the fuck is it? Yeah. No, yeah. bro. I, I got to When do you think that you could you feel comfortable to say like um, UPS I'm not going to make it today I got to do five bookings at a at a a different fucking uh, promotions this month I wouldn't I wouldn't set myself up for that type of failure especially if I was still working there because the the benefits are crazy right I wouldn't want to be fucking with that or even the benefits I got now so I you know like I would I would have to plan accordingly and I would obviously like hype up my boss and shit like that and always like, you know, bring about wrestling. So he thinks I'm a fucking star. So, you know, if he thinks I'm Hulk Hogan, then maybe he won't just give me off. I'm looking at a new gimmick for you. Your, new, gi- your <laughs> new gimmick is to be, What's um, your new gimmick is to be the UPS guy. You come out with the, uh, the Brown, um, 
uh, overalls, coveralls, uniform, and you deliver an ass whipping to everybody. <laughs> That's it's like a hole under the box in my fist. And I open the box. I hit him with a Superman punch. Lights out. Special delivery. Yeah, Tony Khan would, Tony Khan would love that. He'll put it right up there with Dan Housen and Lawrence Cassidy. It's like next date delivery will be your 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 finisher. I'm, so I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. Special delivery over here. As always, I gotta check in with you, and I uh, when it comes to um, uh, our conversations, I gotta talk about because you're a gamer and uh, you're a geek. Yeah. You know, so what what are we doing? What what are we looking at right now? What are we playing? Uh, right now, you know, I I had gotten back into Uncharted. I think it's Uncharted Four, the multiplayer. Um, it's like a it's third person, and I mean sometimes it's a little laggy, but it's so damn fun because like you could like it's like Indiana Jones but multiplayer. Like right. you could like literally jump and swing from anything, just shoot machine guns. And, like, the levels are pretty dope. So I was playing a bunch of that back in the fall. And I've been playing the, some of the Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. I bought the I bought the trilogy, the the new trilogy with that Odyssey and Valhalla. So I'm just gonna work my way up to Valhalla. Well, uh, PS4, I'm trying to play. The, I'm trying to like catch up on games. So like I'm I'm earning myself new games. But if it was new games, I think I'd get Event Horizon and uh, what's the other one? Elden Ring. What, what you, what Elden you? Ring, yeah, bro. I've been seeing some people play that. That game looks fire. But I would want... I don't have a P5, so I'd want to play that. I'd have to play that on my girl's PlayStation 5, and she's always on the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> she's like... Yo, she, she you, can get paid to play Apex. You That's how good she is. pussy. You can't get on her PS5? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, you should fucking black belt, bro. I, <laughs> I talk a big game, but I can't kick that high. And she's short, so... <laughs> You pussy. Um, why don't you get into the, um, the, the, the the streaming? You don't want to get into the Twitch or the YouTube? The... Um, I, don't, I got some, like, some of my friends doing it. You know, it's, it's not that I don't want to. It's, it's a lot. It's definitely an extension of the brand, which is a good thing. I see a few guys doing it, right. and uh, it's working for them. One guy in particular, Bobby Orlando, that guy's got a great character. And the fact that he's bringing that over to Twitch, which is uh, has a whole fucking... Uh, what's that called? It's his oyster. It's his fucking oyster. There we go. Shout out to Mafia Orlando. I'm gonna make sure when, when I'm gonna make Pretty sure good. when um I get my WWE 2K22, I'm gonna uh, create a Dominic De Niro uh, creator wrestler. I'm, I'm, I, Yo, there's, there's one in the community that's pretty good that my boy Tombone made. <laughs> he gave me kick pads though, cause. I gotta get boots in your life. I really do. I gotta look for a good boot maker. <laughs> but I'm trying not to fuck with the kick pad look no more. No more. We gotta move away from that. Listen, listen. Yeah. We gotta work away. We gotta work away and get a more tougher exterior. Do you look at a uh, Tony? Um, what's his name from NXT? Uh, Tony DeNiro. Tony. Oh, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Do Do you look at him and go, "Come on, man." You still in my I shit. Heard, I, listen, listen. This, this, uh, like the first two promos. Yes, you kind of do on me, <laughs> all right. And he's a collegiate wrestler, and he's like diving into this character. Let's see where he takes it. I, you know, he had a pretty good fucking feud with uh, Pete Dunne. I, I actually keep up with NXT out yeah. of all the, the like all the programs. I'll, I'll watch AEW occasionally, 
if I have time, but like NXT, I always like go back and like everybody stream it and shit. Oh, oh, somebody called me. Hold, hold on. That's my girl's work. <laughs> <laughs> We good, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, my guy, um, where can you get you at, and what's up coming for you? Listen, that um, we didn't talk about it, but that uh, Project Genesis uh thing, I, I, um, yo, yeah, I'm we're about to get we're about to get one of the guys who's part of it as well, as because your your conversation completed. Uh, but what, what, what is it really? What is what, what's um, Project Genesis? What is this? Oh, you're going to have to show up on uh, March 5th in Union, New Jersey and find out yourself, man. That's all I could say at this point. You're going to see a lot of uh, of up-and-coming talent mixing with, you know, some of the vets of the Northeast. And uh, we're going to offer a very different product. Oh, it's a we thing. You're part of this as well, huh? No, well, no. We're a project codenamed wrestling. The roster is a team. There's no I in team. (laughs) You know what? <laughs> I, I I hear you, fam. You we, we good. Um, just so everybody, what can get? Uh, what can uh, connect to you? Uh, what, what we have going on? And um, as always, my my guy Dominic is always um, legit and uh, getting the pop in 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 the wrestling scene. Where, where we can get you at, man? Man, all right. So uh, on March fifth, you can catch me at Pro, uh, Project Codename Wrestling. At uh, Union, New Jersey. On March 12th, you can catch me at Ace Pro Wrestling in Teesmack, New Jersey. On the 19th, you can catch me at BCW Queen of the North in Ridgefield Park. On March 25th, you can catch me at ISPW Wrestling March Madness in Tottawa, New Jersey. On March 26th, American Coliseum Wrestling, Palisades Mall, New Jersey. April 16th, Ace Pro Wrestling, Destiny for Greatness, Teesneck, New Jersey. Catch me at uh, Facebook, Dominic De Niro, Instagram, Dominic underscore, uh, underscore De Niro, and Twitter, Dominic De Niro, no space. Finito. Damn, shit, you work, shit. When the, uh, when the fuck you get home and um, um play games or... We wifey, you put I'm it in that work, to, boy. My guy, thank you for checking in, man. And, you know, Absolutely, I, bro. It's always a pleasure, man. I told you, we we gonna catch up. I told you when before we the mics went on. I told you we gonna catch up on some shit. Yo, man, yeah, that didn't even feel like a podcast. I felt just like shooting the shit off. I always feel more. I always feel comfortable, you guys. Bro, you have to see me trying to do other podcasts. Listen, I did a bring- shot of wrestling, and it sounded like fucking like it was a robot version. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this guy? I told him, don't air it. I'll be like, don't air that shit. <laughs> Where's my accent? What is this? Listen, the next time, like I said, it's always always fun. Bring bring the guys and let's get it. Let's get Tristan. Let's get Gabe. Let's get the whole family. Let's get it going. Wait, wait. This, this, this last this last part right here is not being recorded, right? Uh, it is right now, but uh, I'll, I'll um, I'll, uh, you'll know what you'll know. Listen to it. Listen to the last twenty seconds. You'll know when to cut it. <laughs> guys, or I'll tell you when to cut it when I. When uh, I'll, right I'll tell you right now, guys. We'll be back, and I'll talk you. Uh, I'll talk you guys later. Thank you. For, thank you again, Dom. You, uh, you're, you're, um, you're the creme Anytime, that I could, you're the creme that you, guys, creme. you guys are the best. Later, guys are the best, man. Turnbuckle tabloid. Three, two, one. 
turnbuckle tabloid.